Hey folks, thanks for tuning in again, or for the first time, to my silly little podcast, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole, where I ferret through my vinyl collection of about 500 records and my tiny brain of about 500 remaining brain cells and take a light-hearted, positive, fanboys look at my favourite songs and bits of songs and artists that fall within a different, pointless, set theme every episode, and I sometimes highlight some rock and roll bed shits just for some fun. It's really just an attempt to archive some stories, old YouTube interviews, and some great songs for like-minded rock music fans. Choosing from any song part or artist that has given me joy as a listener or a slight Norwegian wood as a musician. It's not a countdown, but I will leave my favourite choice for last. This is just a bit of laid-back, unnecessary fun that hopefully inspires someone to support a musician by buying some music or some merch, or listen to an old favourite album, and check out all this amazing shit that I adore, which has formed the soundtrack of my life. As a lot of people do like to share their opinions these days, please let me know if you think if I have missed anything in my record collection that I know and that I like by sending me an email at thisisnotarealemailaddress at gofeckyegoodself.cockgoblin.com. That's cock spelt with two Ks, and I'll get back to you as soon as I give a shit. But seriously, if you do want to say hi, you can hit me up and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast or via the website a rock and roll rabbit hole.com that's com spelt with a c the website also has spotify playlist of all of the songs used in each episode past episodes as well and some other golden magic and i also have some small playlists of the great lesser known artists that i like to highlight at the end of each episode on the victims tab of the website Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. If you are digging it, that's super helpful and genuinely appreciated. Thanks again. Apologies in advance, and here goes. The word shit has been used as a noun and a verb since the 14th century. Man, that dude's a real piece of shit. Oh, you in deep shit now. It has roots in Germanic and Scandinavian cultures, appearing as the old English noun sight and shite meaning diarrhea, sight, tracing itself from the Germanic skeet, which is from Scheisse. From the Dutch schieten, from the Swedish skita, and from the Danish skeet. Skeet coming from skeet, meaning to separate or divide, in the sense that your body is separating, splitting up. And depending on how much fibers in your diet, that could be a pretty painful breakup. But that's just some real shit. Shit, we salute you. Hey folks, thanks again for listening and apologies for bailing out early on last episode. Seems like I did have the COVID thing, but I'm all good now. So we got a bit of the way through the shit mentioning songs and if you didn't hear the episode, here's the nuggets we dropped. Dedicated to all the guns and fucking roses fans are stuck with us.
things to a bullshit hungry Pick up your shit And my shit too Part two with this shit mentioner that also drops two asses in the first verse before the shit after a great single snare intro. And the second verse changes it up to drop our first shite, then an F-bomb build-up to the chorus of Stuck in a Rut by the Darkness. Darkness, the same album, has the shit mentioning, correction, the good shit mentioning, and also the fucking shit mentioning, given up.
the shit yelling Beazle Boss from Tenacious D. Also has a more gentle shit later on. We've been through so much shit. Deactivated lasers with my dick. Now it's time to blow this fucker down. Come on. Tenacious D also has a song called Friendship that has an oh shit in it. Here's a shit and a shite from Oasis in Hello and Married with Children. Tenders drop our first lady shit in their song Precious. You know how shitting bricks, cause I such it. Nirvana have a double shit mentioning song on In Utero called Milk It. Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters is a poop mention. You say you're going to sing uh, Monkey Wrench. No, I'm not singing on that one, am I? No, but <laughs> no. This, is, this is how we warm up the vocals. In the what morning. does it mean, by the way? We were wondering that the other but day. Monkey Wrench? Don't want to be your like, monkey wrench. Don't want to be a monkey wrench means I don't want to be the person that puts uh, the cog in your wheel. I don't want to be the person that slows you down. That's very good, Howard. Am I right? Was this about a girl? Uh, just about a dysfunctional relationship. This was your relationship. 
Yes, my dysfunctional relationship. With a woman? Or was this about the guy from uh, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain? Oh, no. This Every song's about, about This Kurt. is about a personal love relationship. Oh, this is a personal love relationship. And what did she came to you and said? You're giving her problems? And you said, okay, oh, fine. You I'll realize the relationship's not working out, and you don't want to torture either person. And All right, let's, let's uh, listen to Monkey Wrench, because now we know what this is about. Alphabetical rock and roll arc episode. I played Glenn Hansard's song When Your Mind's Made Up, which is from the movie Once, which also is a shit mentioner. You're just like everyone. When the shit falls, all you want to do is run away and hide all by yourself. Two English film songs that mention shit. Life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a laugh, a death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look on the bright side of life. second shit mentioning song from a British movie is a very funny song called Everybody's a Bit of a Cunt Sometimes from the movie The Trip, sung by Steve Coogan. Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes. Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes. We're bastards and we're gits. We're wankers and we're shits. But sometimes that is just one word that absolutely fits. Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes. A fact that any Catholic won't deny I once shagged my girlfriend's sister My grand's dead, I've never missed her Ooh, what a cunt Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes What? Seriously, Steve, fuck off Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes See the beggar passing by Make a kitty cry You're in your father's will When's he gonna fucking die? Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes Don't say you're not, you cunt Cos that's a lie You're a cunt 
cunt. You're a cunt. You are a cunt. You're 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 a cunt. Give him the cunt, says Dad. Green Day's song Longview, Billy Joe Armstrong says he and I quote, smells like shit, and he also drops a quick shit in the first verse. Another Green Day song that mentions our brown word is their nine-minute Jesus of Suburbia, and it drops about four minutes into it. I think is actually about shit and sex and it has the semi-aggressive almost makes sense line eat it's just as deep as you can fuck it and the viva la poop chant that shit lives forever and there's also the related line we'll retire with turd on our lips cuckoo for kaka by faith no more
the last song of Jellyfish's last album is the excellently circusy Brighter Day and uses the word bullshit and marmalade. Bob Dylan's song called Hurricane is about the wrongful conviction for murder of Reuben Carter and has 880 words in it, and one of them is the word shit. You spent 20 years in jail for murders you did not commit. How did you deal with that? I knew that I was innocent. I knew that I was not in prison for murder. I knew that. So my every day in prison was one of fighting against the entire prison system. That, that is every, I, I wouldn't eat his food. I wouldn't wear his clothing. I wouldn't even acknowledge the guards or the warden or anyone. I wouldn't talk to a guard, see? Therefore, the vast majority of my time was spent in solitary confinement.
just a quick funny story I missed in my COVID cough-a-thon last week about two artists I mentioned, Guns N' Roses and The Offspring, and it happened in 2003. Axel Rose had been working on Guns N' Roses' Chinese democracy at that time for almost a decade, and on the 1st of April 2003, The Offspring made a press release announcing that their new album was going to be called Chinese Democracy, and then in brackets, you snooze, you lose. The Offspring received a cease and desist legal letter from Guns N' Roses, but the presso was just an April Fool's joke. And here's another Offspring shit mentioner, Killboy Powerhead. Flight of the Concords have the almost F-bombing, definitely shit-mentioning song, Too Many Mother Uckers. You know me, mother I could charge a two buck transaction fee. Makes my payment short, my rent comes back to me. Minus a twenty-five dollar penalty. So you feed me, cause of your mother I can feed. Read the word, I'm a ATM sip, said we're all mother uckers and we're uckin' with this shit. Come on. Too so many mother uckers, uckin' with my shit. My transaction yes. shit. Too many mother uckers, uckin' with my shit. My weekly statement shit. Too so many mother uckers, uckin' with my shit. With my balance shit. How many mother uckers? The motherfucker runs a racist fucking grocery. The motherfucker won't sell an apple to a kiwi. The shit's gonna get vicious and malicious. Cut the crutches. I need my red delicious. Kiwi met my money isn't bad. We're gonna die some motherfucker like a motherfucker fruit salad. Granny Smith up and avocado. Mango. And pop an apple in his ass, yeah. Too many motherfuckers, fucking with my shit. I'm gonna juice the motherfuckers. Too many motherfuckers, fucking with my shit. He's gonna wake up in a smoothie. Too many motherfuckers, fucking with my shit. Everybody, come on. Yeah. Too many motherfuckers, fucking with my And another comedy song that mentions three shits with I'm really in the shit. Ah, uh, shit, I don't believe it. And my favourite, oh shit, she's fucking ugly if that's her coming now. This song is 35 years old and still is on point for customer service on the phone. So Kevin Bloody Wilson's real name is Dennis Bryant. He was born on February 13, 1947. And the female voice in this song is actually his wife. Kevin Bloody Wilson, 
dictaphone. Right up your ass. Yes, he did, the filthy animal. I remember now. 
Well, you'd better fucking brace yourself because they're bringing it around. And you can stick that fucking phone up your fucking ass. You're supposed to fucking help not make it fucking hard. I'm just trying to make a call, but you just act as smart. So you can stick that fucking phone up your fucking ass. An Aussie song that mentions shit is an early Midnight Oil song, and no, it's not off their great EP, Feces to Ceces. It's the first song on their self-titled record, released in 1978, and the song is called Powderworks, which is also the name of the record label the band set up with their manager, Gary Morris. And it's a bit hard to understand, but the first line says there's a shit storm coming. And the next song has two names. The most common name is I Got ID, and it's also I Got Shit. Neil Young plays guitar on this song, and producer Brendan O'Brien plays bass. At the time of recording the EP in 1995, Merkin Ball, Pearl Jam's Eddie Vedder had a bit of a stalker issue with a woman claiming he'd fathered her child by rape, and she eventually smashed her car into the gates of his house. And the Pearl Jam song Lucan is about that issue. But this is the shit mentioning I've Got ID by Pearl Jam. Since I 
Arctic Monkeys mention shit shock horror in their song Dancing Shoes. Get on your dancing shoes There's one thing on your mind Hoping they're looking for you Sure you'll be rummaging through Oh, and the shit shock horror You've seen your future bride Yeah, but it's so, so absurd For you to say the first word So you're waiting and waiting and The only reason that you came So what you're scared for Why don't you always do the same It's what you're there for Don't you know the lights are flashing Down in here tonight This is Jack Black Sometimes Chris Cornell would sing a note that didn't exist. You know what I mean? Does this sound crazy? Sometimes Chris Cornell would sing a note that was between two real notes. And he would open a portal to another dimension. I don't know if that's true. Like maybe it was probably a real note. It's probably just a C flat, but it's the way he sang it. Fucking ripped a portal to another dimension. And if you saw him live, you know that wasn't just some studio magic. He really. Soundgarden with their shit mentioning Outshined and it was actually their first mainstream charting song in the US in 1991 getting to number 45. Another song from around about the same era is Alice in Chains Man in the Box which has two shit mentions.
the latest body jar single, Get Out of My Head, has some bullshit in the chorus. So that's enough shit for this week. And before I get to my favourite shit-mentioning song, I'd like to add a funny, weird, interesting, or in this case, heartwarming story involving an artist from the episode. And here's Aerosmith's Joe Perry talking about Slash. This book, you uh, you are unsparing in this book. You talk about the highs, the lows, and uh, what's pretty compelling, which I think most people don't realise, is that Aerosmith... You guys get started, you're one of the biggest rock and roll acts in the 70s, hugely successful, and then you guys all fell on hard times to the point where you were forced to sell your favorite guitar. Now, I'm a guitar buff. It's a 1959 Les Paul. This was a guitar that was your guitar uh, that you used on all these classic songs that everybody here knows, and you had to sell that guitar? Well, it was... uh Let's see, 1980, I, I just left Aerosmith and it was Christmas time and I needed some bread. And uh, um, actually, I was playing Stratocasters a lot right around then. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the best guitar to sell. I could get rid of it pretty quick because right. they are very rare. And like you said, you know uh, the, the value to them. So anyway, I sold it and uh, really didn't think much of it. You probably sold it for not nearly what, not a a fraction of what you would get for it today. Well, let's just say I didn't bid it out, you know. I mean, there was no eBay or anything like that back then. I just called up my, uh, one of my dealer friends, anyway. So, um, time went on, and uh, over the years, um, the band got back together again, and we started um, starting to... uh, have some success again. And I thought maybe it'd be a good idea to, maybe if I, I could find um, some of those old guitars that, that had gone the way of the wind, you know? So um, I started looking for this one and I had all my guitar techs out looking everywhere and Brad walks in and said, I know where your guitar is. And he opens up a guitar magazine and the centerfold had Slash's guitar collection and right in the middle was that guitar. So Slash had ended up with your guitar. Yeah, it changed hands and it ended up in his his hands, and he's made no bones about the fact that he's been a fan of the band. And uh, boy, when I when I he, I called him up and he was like, "Oh, please don't ask me, man. Don't ask me that, you know, because he did not want to get." You, did you say I'll buy it back? Yeah, I, I, I said I'll pay whatever you want for it because it it had like doubled in price by then, and right. and uh, and he said. Well, listen, I'll think about it. So uh, I called him back, and over a series of uh, months go by, and I'm talking to him, and, you know, every, I'd, I'd ask him. And then finally, he stopped taking my calls, and I, I finally had to, <laughs> I had to... I had to sit him down Slash say, just put his hat over the phone. Yeah, and he was like, I, I, don't want, I don't want to hear that anymore, man. And I knew it was getting in the way of our friendship, and I said, look, I'll never ask you about it again, man. I just want, If you ever want to sell it back, just, just you know... Give me a call, whatever, but I'm not going to bug you about it. And uh, at my 50th birthday, um, Cheap Trick was playing. They came in to, to play, and uh, I sat in with them, and in the middle of the set, my guitar tech walks up and hands me this guitar. And it was the guitar, and Slash gave it to me. 
slash Cave Two. That is a sweet time. We have our personal experiences. We've done a lot of bits. I've done a lot of things with Slash, and he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever I'll meet. I'll tell you, he's got, he did that. his heart is so big, I don't know how it fits in his chest. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. That's a scary description. So my favorite shit-mentioning song is also a song that I've used as a favorite for another episode. I can't remember which one. And it's also the first song that I ever heard the word shit in. And it's ACDC's Rock and Roll Singer. So to end the episode, I love to include a lesser known legend, and this week is the return of the great Doc Halibut. And this is their double shit mentioning opening track from their Lucky Star album, and the song's called Manic Boy. Check out the Victims tab on the website, arockandrollrabbithole.com, for some of Doc Halibut's great tunes. And last week's shit talkers were Cola Wars. Check out the website for all the past episodes and Spotify playlist of all the songs used in each episode. If you want to reach out and say hi, you can get me at a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and I'm pretty sure I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks, guys. See ya. Shit.
my side when you keep raising the pension age. And now that all the baby boomers wanna go out with a bang, they are tightening all of our belts when it flares along the east to hang. 